Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom Thanksgiving Day Edition. That's when this episode will be coming out. My name is Dave. I'm joined as always, as sometimes, as usually, as occasionally, you know, whatever, and plus another eventually, uh, by Kyle. Hey, what's up, everyone? And today by Tomas. Happy Turkey Day, everyone. Adios. Arriba. I don't think that's racially insensitive. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it is. Viva la raza. There you go. <laughs> um, if you know what that is from, go right on ahead and uh, shoot us a text message. <laughs> and it was just the anniversary of his death last week, so RIP. There you go. All right. I just woke up from a nap, so I'm trying to bring the energy, bring the fierce, the force, the rough and tumbleness anyway uh, we're gonna try to cover the headlines from this week and then we're gonna hit up uh i doubt he has but we're gonna recap mandalorian from last week because that's what we do tom did you watch it yet not yet i was gonna do it tonight but lost track of the time for the love of baby yoda it's all good keep it going i'll still watch i mean baby yoda judges you I don't. Re- I don't recognize him without an egg in his mouth. Oh! Power of the force, right there. There, he'll eat. <laughs> now he's sleepy. Back on the desk, and my cat is angry because I'm playing with a little doll. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll hit that. Uh, but we'll see where we go. Jenny might join us eventually. She's had a busy day. Last day of work. It's Wednesday as we record this. All right. Um, okay. Uh, I'm just going to start with the current news and grow my way backwards to stuff we talked about last week. Um, <laughs> I usually go the other way, but to hell with it. Um, I'm going to talk about this for just a brief second. Supernatural had its finale. It made me cry. It made me sad. It made me happy. I enjoyed it. It's exactly what I think it should have been. Um, I know there's a lot of outcry about it in the LGBTQ community based on the pre-ultimate or the penultimate episode and what happened there with Cass. Um, but I will leave that to them. That's not how I read it. I didn't ship those two together so they can, they can be angry and do their thing. Um, I'm, I'm fine with the way things went. I'm not making a social comment on the way people feel about storylines and all that good stuff. Cause I have no, saying it you you feel what you feel um joss whedon has stepped down from his hbo series the nevers no idea um i just saw the headline on uh oh this year of unprecedented changes has impacted my life and perspective in ways i can never have imagined while developing and producing the nevers has been a joyful experience i realized the level of commitment required moving forward Combined with the physical challenge of making such a huge show during a global pandemic is more than I can handle. So there you go. He's been very opinionated. I've seen some articles where he's gone back and he's blasted a lot of stuff from the past. I don't know if it's something with this year or something he's going through, but I, I don't know. It's just something where he's always trying to compare things he's done with other things. Like he blasted weird science. So that's nothing I would ever do. You know, the, uh, the portrayal of a creating a woman. And I'm like, eh, it's fantasy, dude. That was in the eighties. Leave it alone. He did though. He created a, well, I don't know if it was his story idea, but there was a robot sex robot in Buffy. That was an right. Episode. So 
I was like, eh, come on, dude, you're blasting something that, I mean, I won't say Weird Science is iconic because it's not, but it's one of those 80s movies that all of us remember. It's an 80s staple, and it does not age well. I, I've rewatched it in the last two years. It is very homophobic. Very, obviously very, very. Obviously very misogynistic, but at the same time, she has all the power over them. Right. They have may have made her into this sex slave. Never once does she have sex with them, by the way. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Basically, she just gives them the confidence they've always had. It's I, I enjoy it. You get to see Robert Downey Jr. as a, as a bully. Um. I, I, I would I would shower with her with my underwear on. I will say that. I will say that. Great, great scene. Great scene. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Kyle, that's your homework. I have it if you need it, but I want you to watch Weird Science and judge it based on today. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I know the premise. Boys make female. And boys make um, female. Yes. Boys, boy make female. Do do. Grog happy. <laughs> Um, but yes, no, uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those like '80s movies I have not seen. Where I've, I've whereas I've seen uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah, Weird Science is while a staple of the '80s movies, it's not one of the top tier '80s movies. Mm. No, it's not. But it's one of those that we remember because you know. Okay, think about it. If you're a teenage boy, could you create a girl? Would you? I mean, yeah. So it, misogynistic is right, but at the same time, it's fantasy. It's a dream that all of us as teenage boys would be like, wow. How could I create my ultimate girl? And so at, these kids should be getting like uh, scholarships to colleges because they created a <laughs> living being. Yeah, it's, that for a second. They just, they just let her drive off at the end. <laughs> which, so which one of you is an engineer right now? I just got to know which one. There's got to uh, be one of you. Um, not only that, they also they're they're able to produce a nuclear weapon in their house at one point. Amazing. And, it, and this, what's weird about that, okay, so, wow, weird rabbit hole that only really Tom is going to get with. <laughs> so they engineer a woman based on parts they put in, like, a fax machine. But basically, with, with the, the nuclear weapon that was an accident, it's transferred from another location. It's not created. Like, it's stolen from, like, the Russians or something. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes up through their house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, wait a minute, where did this come from? Uh, she she popped up in the bathroom and just kind of came out with somehow smoke, um, right? Steam. I would say steam. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, weird weird rabbit hole. <laughs> but um, all right, uh, Mads Mikkelsen officially has joined the cast of Fantastic Beasts three, and he is already exhausted from the press junket. That of all the questions he's going to be getting asked once that movie is done and they start doing press interview. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Patty. I've I've got to go back. I'm not a Potterhead, you know that. I've got to go back and watch it because I did like. I I caught my kids watching the the first of the extended uh, the well, I don't even but the one this is about the beasts. Uh, yeah. fancy, the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, I saw they were watching it. And I was like, oh, I was intrigued. So I'm so far behind on Potter. So it's like I got to catch up on all that and then catch up on Fantastic Beasts, which is now what this will be the third movie. Let's say yeah, Correct. the third of. Four, I think. So yeah, I'm way behind on Potter. I, I'm like Azkaban behind. So it's just not. It did, it didn't didn't peak to me. So didn't didn't grab, grow up with it. It didn't grab me. Well, most diehard Hot Potter fans do not like the Fantastic Beasts at all. Did you poop out here? It reeks. No, I did not. 
Yeah, you, she did. Somewhere. Oh, no. She just left a mark on the piece of paper that's on the floor. Well, add a girl. Now it's a, now it's a party. Girls. Can I pause? All right, I'm going to pause real quick. Okay. Give me a second. Let's all pretend there was no cat poop discussion and move on to the next story. Uh, Petty Jenkins has offered some new details about the Wonder Woman Amazon's spinoff show. Uh, quote, this is a story that Jeff Johns and I came up with and then introduced to the WWWB. Uh, the events of this story take place after Diana leaves Themyscira, the island of the Amazons, and there are some twists and turns links to what happened or what will happen between Wonder Woman 84 and Wonder Woman Therese. Mm. Is this to be an HBO Max or a CW or uh, HBO Max? Um, is what I'm guessing. It does not say anywhere in here, but um, the production of the project has not yet officially started, but I hope we get it. Because I love the story. Okay, so it's not been like officially approved yet. So uh, Jenkins has also said she wants to take a break from the franchise after Wonder Woman 84 premieres. But even though WB has yet to formally announce Wonder Woman 3, Jenkins has hinted that this will be her last movie set in the DC universe. And since we're talking about it, it was officially announced Wonder Woman 84 is set to actually hit theaters and HBO Max on Christmas Day. All I want for Christmas is, is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> so there we go. Official, it's happening. Cannot stop it. The train is on the tracks. I think we're, uh, we were talking about this at work the other day, and I think movie theaters are in trouble, not just with COVID, just with streaming services. I think this is going to be, we are seeing the beginning of the end for movie theaters, much like we saw the beginning of the end for video video stores, where the, when's the last time you saw a video store? Is there one? Yeah, there is actually. But yeah, I, I think you're wrong. I think they're going to make a resurgence once the pandemic ends. I hope so, because there's just certain movies I want to see in a theater, but other ones it's like, eh, if I see it in a theater, great. If not, I'm still going to watch it. What, what yeah. died was... Um, drive-ins and now those are popular again. oh man I, if i had the money i would i would open a drive-in i think that's a lost art especially now i mean can you imagine a drive-in with covid it's perfect it's, it it's great yeah. yeah it's great for those southern states that do not get a winter but for we have, us but for us have, northern states it's kind of hard to do year round we have a drive-in uh it's probably about an hour and a half maybe two hours away and my daughter's gone a few times, and they usually do, like, double and triple features. Right. On yeah, Friday and Saturday nights. Movie theaters here did that. They set up their parking – certain movie theaters did that. Set up their parking lot so that you parked and you faced the giant wall of the movie theater, and they projected it onto that way. There was other actual – we have actual drive-in theaters. It's an option for them to do in the summer when there's no movies coming out. That's what's killing it. It's not the pandemic. It's the fact that the stu- – well, it is – but it's not because of the pandemic. It's because the studios are affected by the pandemic, delaying their releases. There's no new releases. You can only go and see Back to the Future or Jurassic Park so many times in the right. theater as a re-release, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. But I'm honestly, since I've gone the two times in the past in August, I'm in no rush to go back, especially right now. I was invited to two Thanksgiving dinners. I'm not going. I'm staying home. I just... Call me, call me paranoid. I don't care. I, I'm just going to stay home. I don't, 
I love Thanksgiving food and I love my family and the friends that invited me over. And I would love to spend the day with them watching football and eating copious amounts of mashed potatoes and gravy, but I will skip it this year. Um, Everybody, everybody complaining that uh, their rights are infringed upon. is just, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. We have to stop it somehow. I hope you have to stop it somehow. Right. I hope your rights are actually never infringed upon because you won't be able to handle it. (laughs) If you feel like wearing a mask and missing Thanksgiving is a right you're infringed upon, you're in for a rude awakening. Should we ever have that situation where your rights are actually infringed upon? But let's get off of political gargan. But I agree with you with the movies. A friend of mine, we were talking about that at work, about the movie theaters. Some of them were reopening, and I'm like, well, what the hell are they going to show? It's going to be all old stuff because nothing new is coming to theaters right now. So how many times are you going to go back and watch this movie? You're not. I can do that. I can do it at home a million times. I'm sorry. Right. So you're just going to sit and wait for something new. So movie theaters not making any money. See now, New Mutants. I didn't want to wait for. I I just had waited so long, and I said, "Let's let's risk it." We did the masks. They did the social distancing. There was partitions. It felt it felt safe to me. Um, And then Tenet. I was the literally the only one in the theater, so. I couldn't have felt more safe, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> there was nobody there. And that's what I wanted to see on the big screen because it's, it's, you know, that kind of film. Um, but right now, I mean, even Wonder Woman, while I can go see it on Christmas, that's a tradition my mother and I do is a movie on Christmas together, we'll probably watch a movie at home. Uh, we're just not going to watch Wonder Woman at home. We, yeah, there you go. I'll watch it for the, probably the eighth time at that point. <laughs> Has there been – is it just free? It's free I, with HBO Max. Okay. Right. But I haven't, I haven't heard how long it's going to be on there. It's not like forever. It's going to be on there for a month. And then the other streaming services are going to get it. So like Voodoo, Fandango. The rental service. Apple. Yeah. yeah, all the rental. And then you're going to be able to rent it. Like um, think like what Bill and Ted did. Oh, like sure. 20 or 30 bucks. <clears throat> Except they, yeah, they were never free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, a little bit of Mandalorian news. Giancarlo Esposito uh-huh. says that Mandalorian Season 3 will have more Moff Gideon. Spoilers, he survives Season 2. <laughs> so there you go. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Wait, we kind of figured as much. <laughs> uh, That's one of those guys. My son has not watched the Mandalorian at all, and I told him he needs to. Because he is, uh, he watched Rebels. He watched Clone Wars. He's watched. He's oh, very, yeah. he's very versed. He's very versed in the Star Wars universe. But he has not watched Mandalorian. He needs. And I, to. Told him, I said, now you need to because mm-hmm. this is this, this season. You really need to. It's for him. <laughs> but and I told him how uh, Giancarlo had joined the cast, and he's like, oh, because he's a big Breaking Bad fan. And I'm like, Giancarlo's good in everything he's been in. Breaking Bad, Revolution. I mean, this guy is just that good. He's he's a fantastic actor. You just drop him in a show, it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm trying something here. Just bear with me uh, while we're talking. Um, all right. Can, uh, for my Whovians, all my Whovians out there, that's the Doctor Who fans, of course, if you didn't know what I was talking about, which I think in this call is just me. Just you. Uh, which is fine. Oh, all right, Kyle. Uh, Captain Jack Harkness. Played, yes. Played by Kyle. John Barrowman, who I've met. Yeah, I've met several times. Um, 
a great if you ever get a chance at a comic con panel watch his panel always always a good time mm-hmm. <clears throat> um he is returning to doctor who in revolution of the daleks so that's i think the christmas special either the christmas or the uh new year's one so anyway, he's coming back <laughs> yeah, i mean he he did spoilers have a quick cameo this last season Yes, I knew that. So, yeah, I knew that. Well, I mean, for everyone who hasn't been caught yeah, up. Yeah, but okay. yeah. But no, it it was it was nice to it was nice to see him come back, and especially in that in his jacket, and now hearing that he's coming back for for a full special to meet the thirteenth Doctor, who's a woman, is pretty perfect. Right, especially. And- because Captain Jack is Captain Jack. He's polyamorous, I guess you would say. I don't know what you'd call him. He would uh, say anything, basically. Yeah, no, poly. Yeah, he's he's something. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I am gonna finish catching up on Doctor Who, and then I'm gonna go back and rewatch Torchwood with the movie and Torchwood's the great. Uh, I love how Torchwood was the more adult Doctor Who, and I've always been a Captain Jack fan. Um, since his introduction, so it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, he made a brief appearance in Fugitive of the Jadoon when he passed a warning to the Doctor through his through her companions. Excuse me. Um, uh, there's a spoiler as to why she's not kind of around, so I'm not going to read that much further. Um, but yeah, so that is that is good news for Whovians. I I really was hoping he'd come back at some point, and there it is. Um, confirmed, I should say. Uh, Tom, help me out. Who is this white helmeted GI Joe looking person from well, the walking dead? Uh, I don't know. I, it's supposed to be from the finale where it's going to the Commonwealth. So I'm not quite sure where they're going with it. Interesting. All right. Uh, Kevin Feige discussed WandaVision's use of all sitcom forms. So we already understand it's going to be black and white and cool stuff like that, but it's also going to be modern as well. So you've got like the Dick Van Dyke show, I love Lucy Bewitched, and all the way through Modern Family and The Office. So hmm. they're going to pay homage to a lot of stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's basically it's going to be trippy as all get out, and it comes to us January fifteenth. So we're we're getting closer and closer. Cannot wait. Yeah. And uh, Burbank, California, has a hush version of the DC Batman statue. Check that out while you still can. Hmm. Um, they get everything. Yeah, they do. Well, it's it's Cali. Uh, the Last yeah, of Us has uh, the Last of Us, the video game shoe, uh, video game has now gotten a show. Is what I was trying to say. Um, it is a series order from HBO. So there you go. That's pretty much going to happen. Black Lightning will end after four seasons on the CW. Uh, so Black Lightning end. Supergirl coming to an end after this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the- one was the most. That one was shocking. I nothing, guess both were, but I was gonna say nothing really shocks me anymore. Yeah, but because I mean, there, I mean, like I would want to keep the the family of people of color on on TV. That's just my thinking. If you're looking for diversity and yeah uh, representation, as they they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they they did say that their spinoff show Painkiller is a is an evolution of Black Lightning. So we may still see characters pop up from in from time to time. 
What is Painkiller supposed to be representing? Like the the daughters? Uh, no, it's a it's a, another character that was introduced on Black Lightning. I Perfectly fell off I, after after season one, so you're gonna have to tell me. So. I, I that's all I know because I'm halfway through season one right now as well. <laughs> I just know the headlines. I fell off of all CW shows right about the same time. Yeah, Black Lightning is the only one that I have not caught up with, but. Considering, you know, we may have another lockdown come January, uh, there might be time. I would love to see Black Lightning introduced in the movies, because Black Lightning is one of those underrated characters Mm -hmm. who's always had ties to a lot of people. But with DCU, I don't know what they're doing. I don't even know if they know what they're doing. We'll see. Maybe he's in the Snyder Cut. I don't know. All right. He could just walk on by. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things took to Twitter this past week to unveil, uh, as season four is into production right now, uh, to unveil some new cast member announcements. Uh, uh, the biggest among them, Robert Englund. He is Hello. Freddy Krueger from the early 80s, the 90s to today. Um, so, yeah, obviously they're still paying homage and tributes to all of the cool stuff from the 80s and Robert England is part of that um, I saw a, fa- a, a fan had put on there I hope like when it's time for him to suit up he goes to his closet and he moves past the red and green sweater he's like oh no I left that like behind me well uh, scream, scream, scream is a Wes Craven thing and so is not Nightmare on Elm Street and they had the janitor wearing that uh, in the school in high school the janitor was wearing that outfit and uh, I think I think it was uh, the Fonz said something about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and then also Jamie Campbell Bauer is a new series regular. Um, if you're a Potter fan of Deathly Hollows and Crimes of Grindelwald, he's the young Gellert Grindelwald. And he's playing a character named Peter Ballard, a caring man who works as an orderly at a psychiatric hospital, tired of the brutality he witnesses day after day. Will Peter finally take a stand? And uh, England is portraying Victor Creel, a disturbed and intimidating man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder from the 50s. Sounds about right. My question, um, Stranger Things Season 4 will not end the series, the Duffer Brothers said, by the way. Uh, My question is, will time travel be making an appearance in Stranger Things? Your thoughts? Why? Why do you think it will be in there? Um, a lot of this storyline has to deal with the 50s and what this the psychiatric hospital did back then. Okay. And to, to today, pretty much. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, what, what is the, the time setting in Hawkins? Is it an 80s, 80s-esque? Early 80s, yep. So if he was in a mental institution for something he did in the 50s, that would put him at, you know, possibly 40 to 50 years old. So I don't know that you need time travel to put him in there. Now, if you mean anything else, I don't know. But just for him, that doesn't right. seem like it's necessary. I mean, I could see them doing flashbacks and then having – and then if there's like a rift, um, then going back to it. But I, if anything, time travel-wise, it's just going to be flashbacks of, of, so want- of him doing it. Yeah. You want the rest of these character breakdowns of some of the people they announced? I mean, it's spoiler-ish, but not story or storyline. It's just the characters. Bring it. Sure. 
All right. Uh, Westworld's Sherman Augustus. You'd have to Google him. I don't know what character he played in Westworld. Uh, he will be playing Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan, an intelligent, no-nonsense man who believes he knows how to stop the evil at Hawkins once and for all. Um, Mason Die from the Goldbergs. Again, you'd have to Google him. I watch the Goldbergs, and I don't recognize that name, but um, I'd have to see what character he played. Probably one of the kids, I'm going to guess. One of the, one of the, one of the high schoolers. Um, based on the description here let me look him up i uh, don't recognize him um let's see character name oh he was on teen wolf too uh teen wolf as well not teen wolf too um the the mtv thing and on uh, i think oh goldberg season seven rink rick kentwood he was in one episode get off the keyboard on on the desk for you uh, all right, he is Jason Carver, a handsome and rich sports star who is dating the most popular girl in school. Everybody loves a guy like that. But, but as a new evil threatens Hawkins, Jason's perfect world begins to unravel, so he might be the new foil, the new jock bad boy, um, since the only oh, people... He, he's the new Steve? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah? The the boys' version of Steve, their, their age right. Because uh, they're the only ones in school at this point. Everyone else has graduated or moved on from school. Uh, as far as Steve, um, uh, the girl, uh, my mind is blanking on character names. <laughs> my favorite my favorite friggin' show, and I can't remember any names right now. Robin? Huh? Robin? Well, Robin is my favorite. Now. He was already out of school when last season, so, oh. so was Steve. I need to see more Robin this season. I want to see Robin kill something. That's what I want to see. I'm sure, I'm sure you will. Uh, real quick, there's a couple more. Let me breeze through this here real fast here. Uh, Edward Franco is joining the series as Argyle, the best friend of Charlie Heaton's Jonathan. So Jonathan gets a friend other than his girlfriend. Uh, Argyle is a fun-loving stoner, of course, it's the 80s, who proudly delivers delicious, delicious pizza pies, granted they're in Ohio, for Surfer Boy Pizza is the name of the pizza place. Nice. You can see Argyle bumped up from driving limos in Die Hard. Right. Yeah. right. Hey. And he's, and he's suddenly Hispanic. Um, Argyle Gargoyle. Finally, of course, Joseph Quinn will play Eddie Munson, an audacious 80s metalhead who runs the Hellfire Club, Hawkins, Hi- Hawkins High's official D&D club. Hated by, hated by those who don't understand him and beloved by those who do. Eddie will find himself at the terrifying epicenter of this season's mystery. Also, there's a couple of Russian dudes that are meeting Hopper. That's crazy because little Will just moved away. Now they got a new DM, I guess, maybe in Eddie. Mon- I know. And I, last season, me and my daughter, we just kept watching. Oh, poor Will. Poor Will. He just wants to play D&D. Let him play D&D. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, the Avengers, um, video game now has a, what is the side quest they just revealed? Kate Bishop. Uh, Kate Bishop. Thank you. Yes. Hawkeye. I should have just scrolled a little bit more and there it is. (laughs) Um, Sonic the Hedgehog director, Jeff Fowler is going to do a reboot of the Pink Panther. I just rewatched Sonic again since I saw it in the theater. Granted, uh, Congratulations, Sonic, the biggest movie of 2020, by the way. <laughs> Woo! I'm all for it. That's a good movie. It didn't it, suck. It did not suck. No, that was an enjoyable movie. Watch it with your family, especially this year. There's something you can enjoy. 
new, fresh. It's not just for kids. It's got Ben Schwartz, who's freaking hilarious. Uh, Jim Carrey is amazing in it. Um, I mean, it, it's a good movie, and, and it pays homage to uh, uh, you know a, a classic video game from the 90s. Um, it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite video games, really. I highly recommend you guys all check that out if, if you can. Um, all right, I'm back to that. So the last thing is, it's a visual thing, so you have to look it up. They did release a costume picture for Starfire's costume for Titans Season 3. So um, I'm all for it. I think it looks great. Um, I got no problem with it. Yeah, and we met at a Comic-Con. I can't remember his name. One of the guys that does costume work for Titans. Um, he did the Robins suits, the R. He's got that all over his booth. Um, he worked a little bit on the Nightwing costume, he said, but not, not a whole lot. I think he said he did more on Hawk and Dove. Um, and I don't know if he did anything with this one, and I've seen a lot of t- Twitter credit going to some woman, so he might not have had a hand. Maybe in season three, maybe he's working on – he also said he did, I want to say Swamp Thing or Doom Patrol, one of the two he worked a lot with. Um, I'm going to guess Swamp Doom Patrol. Yeah, there you go. I saw something I didn't even see that uh, Titans is going to that Barbara Gordon is going to be introduced in this new season. I yep. saw that and I, I, I must have missed that. Yeah, we talked about she's that. She's going to be the she's going to be the commissioner of Gotham. <clears throat> they're actually they're moving from San uh, San Francisco to Gotham, and um, her and Dick are going to be butting heads because. Batman is essentially not around anymore, and uh, Scarecrow is going to be one of the main villains and running Arkham, if I remember correctly. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know one hundred. Uh, it was all from DC fandom, so. But it will be um, on HBO Max and not DC Universe, obviously. So. Um, they haven't, I'm still excited for. So this is what they great. Haven't cast her yet okay uh showrunner greg walker announced that it would take place i'm gonna uh, cop uh, repeat what you just said uh will take place in gotham and introduce red hood jonathan crane and barbara gordon later revealed that the season intended to use the san francisco setting of its predecessor but filming being pushed back into the fall and winter months resulted in the story being moved to gotham so they could do winter scenes obviously um they also hinted that donna troy would return even though she Spoilers died in season two. Very, very ridiculously, by the way. Um, yes, very. And she's listed here as set to pe- people that are set to reprise their roles. So, Brenton Thwaites, uh, Anna Diop, Tegan Croft, Ryan Potter, Kieran Walters, who is the Red Hood, Connor Leslie, who is Donna Troy, Chelsea Zhang, who is um, Rose Wilson, uh, Joshua Orphan, Minka Kelly, and Alan Richardson reprise their roles as. Dick, yeah, blah, 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 all the way down through the list. Um, and then Damaris Lewis, who will play uh, Blackfire as a series regular after guest starring mm-hmm. in the previous season. And that is Starfire Sister, which makes sense as to why we're getting the costume. Whether that's in flashbacks or current day, we're going to have to wait to see, I guess, basically. Or both, maybe. Um, I'm, all, I'm all bored for anything. Yeah, uh, costume looks great. I got, I got no... No qualms. They do a good job with costumes. If that's the only thing I really can say about um, unanimously, I think across the board from all these shows is the costumes look great. And the people that complain about them usually are complaining about production stills and right. on set pictures, which have no filters and don't make it look cool with all the lighting and all that cool stuff. Um, so, yeah. All right. 
Uh, that's all the news I've got right now, so I'm going to jump it into our Mando cover. I saw some, well, I saw something last week. I don't think you, you had talked about that they're going to do – the Predator franchise is going to continue with the 10 Cloverfield uh, director. Yep. I did skip that story, yeah. And they're they're saying it might be like a prequel moving back in time or something like that. So. <laughs> I've lost – I'll be perfectly honest. I've lost track of where the Predator is in any storyline or – with, with with the predator and then the predators and then all of that like i've just lost track the same thing with alien um well but then i had read that arnold may want to be tied into this so i don't know if it can't be a prequel well it can be a prequel it could go maybe back a couple movies but that, that would confuse the shit out of more people than we're already confused yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um there was there was some news today that um kong versus godzilla is being uh, shopped around either to Netflix or HBO Max, but seeing that it is a Warner Brothers picture, I would I would think that HBO Max would be the one place to to drop it. I would be okay with that. I mean, the King of All King of the Monsters wasn't that great, but it was still enjoyable to see all these all the Toho monsters come to life in America. But I, I mean, you know, I'm excited for. Kong versus Godzilla, just because it's, you know, Kong I'm Godzilla. O- I'm okay with these movies because they were, you know, very. I, when I was a kid, it was fun to watch, but I'm not excited as some of our other friends are, where <laughs> it's like, oh, this is like the now, now, oh, I gotta set my alarm and wait for these tickets to come out. No, I'm, this has never been something I've been. Kong was fun, Godzilla was fun, putting them together was fun. I just, I don't know, I. It's just something I, I'm not. I'm not just super amped up to see. If it's there, I'll watch it. But it's not something I'm gonna, you know, go crazy about. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, chapter twelve of the Mandalorian. If you do not want to be spoiled, it's been out for a week. You've been warned. Um, I will probably. I, I, I took a nap after work today, and I thought tomorrow was Friday. I wish tomorrow was Friday just so we could watch it. Wouldn't it be cool if they gave us a little early Thanksgiving present since we're only getting two football games tomorrow instead of three? Yeah. Two, two crappy ones. Yeah. yeah, they canceled the actual one that might have been decent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, because of COVID, we get it. Um, all right, so uh, Chapter 12, The Siege, uh, written by John Favreau and directed by Carl Weathers. Yes, that Carl Rugged Weathers. He's making himself a stew of this episode. Um, there will be maybe a couple other Arrested Development comments in this episode. Uh, anyway, you can't you can't go wrong with Carl Carl Weathers on Arrested Development. You got yourself a stew, baby. Um, all right, so the child and the Mandalorian head to Navarro for much needed repairs to the Razor Crest. To- Is that the worst ship in the world? By the way, I mean, I've, I've caught up. I've caught up except for this episode, and it's like, wow. What a piece of junk! No, it just hits the worst luck in the world, the universe. It's it's terrible. Um, I'm convinced, and I've not read anything or heard anything that it's designed after the Firefly. After, <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks a lot like it. Yeah, it makes my, sense. My model is over there, so I can't grab it. But <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Um, so they reunite with uh, Grief Karga, who is basically like a magistrate of the town. He's running things, running business, making things better. And then you've got local marshal Cara Dune uh, making making Navarro great again. 
I had to do it. Sorry. <laughs> the Trump supporter, uh, you know, whatever. We all have our things. Um, and they're being assisted by the original, the first person we see Mando take into custody as a Mandalor, as a as a bounty hunter, uh, Mithril, uh, the unnamed Mithril. He doesn't have a name. He's just a Mithril species uh, alien. Uh, so you get some fun moments there. He's very not happy with this with his status in life. He's lucky to be alive, if I'm being perfectly honest. He's not in carbonite, none of that thing. But he's still he's he's basically just us going to this adventure. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Don't make me. You can't make me do this. Very funny. Played by Horatio Sands, of course, of SNL and a bunch of hilarious movies and things like that. So he provides some great comic relief there. Um. So in return for the repairs, of course. As any side quest in every episode of this show and any video game you ever play will help you, first you must do this. I swear to Lord, if Ahsoka Tano says that on Friday or whatever, yes, I will help you with the child. But first, you must help me free these 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 children or something. Oi, come on, it's a trope. Let's let's move on from this trope. I know that they want this to be a video game. It's basically a video game on on crack. Um, oh, basically, it's go back to to I'm an um, I'm a '80s baby, I guess. This is a choose your own adventure. It's like okay, oh, let me flip here. Oh, side quest. Oh, let's go side quest. It is it's it the is, same thing. It is a story of side quests, that's for sure. As they kind of prolong the season long arc, which whatever, it's all been good. I'm not complaining. Um, it, it's just, it, I'm just building up. I'm building up my character points. Every side quest. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. He's getting experience points as it goes along. I'm going to need you to roll for, for dexterity there, man. X, XP's baby. I'm getting XP's. Oh yes. Get away from my adult beverage. Little cat. You cannot have that. I gave you meatloaf gravy yesterday. You enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, all right. So as the Mando agrees to help uh, with them to destroy an old Imperial base on the other side of, of, uh, of uh, where did the planet's name? Navarro. Navarro, thank you. Uh, they put the child in a new school where he tries to make friends by stealing macaroons by using the Force. Uh, yes, those were absolutely macaroons. They look like the ones made by my favorite bakery that is no longer in business, but... Um, they look delicious and he enjoyed them. And then we'll call back to that later because it's a very funny gif. It is the new gif of this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to find it and search for it and show my coworker and he couldn't stop laughing, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. So the base turns out to have more than just a skeleton crew, which was what was promised to, uh, to Mando by grief cargo. It's a full on base, man. They are working hard there uh, through the lava rivers. So you've seen a lot of these scenes in the original trailer. So we're at, we're at that point, I think, in production when they made the trailer. I think we're basically caught up to all the scenes we've seen in the trailer. Um, the heroes deactivate the lava cooling system so that the natural lava flows into the base, destroying it, basically. But during the escape, they find these scientists and these tubes and what appears to be bodies in these tubes. They look familiar. Uh, if you saw Rise of Skywalker, stop it, cat, stop it. No more jumping on the desk for my beverage. Sorry. You're interrupting my highly acclaimed podcast. Um, the people want it. The people need it. <laughs> All four of us. Let's go. Uh, yeah, right. The two scientists who are wearing uniforms like Dr. Pershing wore uh, in the first episode and the third episode when they returned the child to him 
uh, when he's taking something from him, which we find out was blood from the wee baby child. Mm -hmm. They were taking his blood, and they've now run out of his blood. But we find out that Dr. Pershing, through a three-day-old or three-week-old hologram, uh, one of the two, uh, that they're out of it and that it has a high M count that they've been putting into these test subjects in these tubes. M count means what, Kyle? Chlorian. Say it one more time. You got cut off? Midichlorian. Which is famous for being stupid and ridiculous from the prequels. <laughs> yet they continue to bring it back. Yeah, well, what does the Mandalorian do? It makes stupid things cool. <laughs> yeah. What it, what it does, and I got in this conversation very heatedly with, not heatedly, but very geekily with a guy at work who did not care. Um, <laughs> so I was basically just waxing poetic about the Mandalorian to somebody who did not care. Uh, where they take small things that were not used or barely used and they make it cool in, in this, which is basically what they give to like Marvel franchises. Like, so you're going to do Thor. You can have these characters, but we cannot let you use these ones because we need it for bigger stories. So you got your run-of-the-mill guys like this, you know. Um, so it's similar, I think, to that. Um, same thing with, like, TV shows like the CW. I'm not giving you Batman, but you can have Green Arrow. Um, just steal all Batman stories for the first couple seasons, get people hooked, and then tell some crappy stories about politics and, and felicity. Um, sorry, I had to take a shot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but you're going to listen. You're going to listen, goddammit. You're going to listen. You can go ahead and get the complete series on Blu-ray or the final series on Blu-ray for nine ninety nine over at Best Buy. Nine ninety nine for Black for Black Black ninety nine for Black Friday. Uh, there you go. There's a plug. <laughs> we see you, CW and Warner Brothers, for giving me some production stuff. I can't imagine why I fell off. And who's it? Um, so stormtroopers then swarm our team. Uh, they're forced to make a very dramatic escape. The Mandalorian uh, is is separated from Cara Dune and the Mithril. Um, those three steal a, a very high-class Stormtrooper transport device, which has one turret, which fails at some point. TIE Fighters, not so good at – or not TIE Fighters. The speeder bike guys, not so good either. They might miss firing their weapons, but they also run into things pretty easily too. Um, I had this conversation with Kyle over talking about Black Series action figures since Return of the Jedi – the scout troop stormtrooper has always been my favorite stormtrooper. Um, I was True. like, I, I'm a big fan of black and white. Like, I think it's a clean look. That's why I love the bullet club so much. Cause they're black and white logos. And I always liked that. A stormtrooper is mostly white. When they did the scout, it has more black to it. It's, it's, it's a cool look. Um, speaking of, I watched, he's got a, he's got a, a cool different looking on his helmet too. It's, yeah. The helmet's yes. kind of like more yeah. aerodynamic, I guess. Yeah. I'm with, you. I'm with you. Uh, Grief Karga kills the last scout trooper on the speeder, but then three TIE fighters. Can, ta can Tom make the TIE fighter scream? Yeah. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Kyle, you want to try? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the TIE fighters disable the cannon on their, their transport ship, but... Uh, as the base explodes behind them, overheating from the lava, uh, the TIE Fighters are destroyed by a returning Razor Crest with the child in his cockpit, eating more uh, cookies and macaroons, and then they do this cool move and stuff, and uh, a move which I think is stolen from Firefly, 
Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. And uh, the baby child has his hands up like it's a roller coaster. And as they finish the movie, he turns around looking at the baby Yoda. He's got his hands up like he's having fun. And then bleh, pukes up blue macaroons. And he's like cleaning them up and stuff. And it's freaking funny little moment there, right? And that'll be a pop. That'll be a pop. I'm okay with that. Baby Yoda throwing up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next, no. Well, they did the they did Mando Monday, and it was not. It was the three and a half inch figures. It wasn't anything I would order. <laughs> Thankfully, my bank account thanks them. Um, so we end up things here. The ship's repaired. Navarro is secured. Mando is heading to Corvus to track down who? Kyle. Uh, Sokatano. Yeah, which could be this Friday. You might have already been watching it after after you heard this or whatever. Um, the New Republic, which is one of the guys that we saw previously in a an X-Wing that saved Mando on the, the spider planet. He returns and he visits Karga to investigate the incident with Captain Carson Tiva. That's the guy I'm talking about. Noting that something is brewing and we need to put a stop to it. He speaks to Cara Dune, who tries asking for her help in fighting remnants of the Empire. When he, uh, he kind of invokes the name of Alderaan, which is where she's from, uh, she tells Tava that she lost everything after its destruction and she's happy where she is. I Well, I, I absolutely believe before this is said and done, Cara Dune joins the New Republic. Probably. So then we get a little cut scene after all of that. It's not a credit scene, mind you. It's just this is the closing scene. An Imperial officer receives confirmation from one of the mechanics working for Grief Karga, who was fixing the ship, that there's a tracking beacon now on the Razor Crest. Who else operates like this? Boba Fett, y'all. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Um, Moff Gideon is informed. Moff Gideon is informed and declares that they'll be ready. They pan out, and you see a bunch of what I think could be dark troopers, could be death troopers. You're not 100% sure yet, but they're all in these little capsules and they're all like they're about to parachute out of a helicopter type of look um, like Marines or something, but they're all wearing black uh, armor. Kyle is going to explain probably what those bodies were in those tanks and who these stormtroopers are based on theory, theory, theory. There is no confirmation yet of any of this. Okay, so we go back to Navarro. Theory. People in the tanks. Theory, it is a pre-Snoke. Um, Which you saw, you saw copies you saw of in, in Rise, Rise of Skywalker in uh, in his little in in the Emperor's Exegol. amphitheater of death. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we go to whatever non-Star Destroyer ship that is, because that's apparently all they have now. Yeah, for some odd reason. Um, those we are led to believe are dark troopers, which is an, which is an old expanded universe uh, villain from the Dark Forces video game, which had one of my favorite Jedi, and I bet you can't guess why, Kyle Katarin. Because this is a guy? Because you're a sexist and it's a dude? Just the same his name, name is Kyle. Same name. There we go, Tom. I was wow. I was trying to be funny. Yeah, he's only actually, and he's wow. only actually only had one figure. Pilgrim, wow, that was great. <laughs> and he's only actually had one figure too, which kind of sucks because I think he does deserve, um, like a black series figure 
as either as either the Jedi or like his Dark Forces one. But I mean, this is pretty interesting because the dark the dark troopers were mainly robots uh, in the EU and not these half clone things. I never played the Jedi Knight series, so I didn't really. I mean, I know he's from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's from Dark Forces too, which I read. Um, but I never played the Je- <clears throat> excuse me the Jedi Knight. He's in Jedi Knight two, I believe. And, uh, and he's a non-playable character in Jedi Academy. Correct. Yeah. Um, from I've read some of the stuff, and I haven't watched this episode, but the Dark Troopers, I believe, were made to be half human, almost like Darth, like Darth Vader, where it was like cybernetics plus yes. uh, humanoid stuff. Yep. Yeah. And they have they have part of the dark force, the dark side is right. like imbued in them somehow or something. Somehow. <clears throat> all right. Is that all, Kyle, or is there more? That's all. So I mean if they're if they're starting to actually bring in more stuff from the EU, like they did with Thrawn and I can't think of anything else. Thrawn was the big one. They continue oh the EU, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, well, I'm okay Fett. with that. Boba Fett surviving the Sarlacc pit? Yeah. Just different how he did it, of course. Well, we actually don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Could have been the same way. You don't know, man. That was probably insensitive. I apologize for that. Yeah, but we probably won't know until, like, season three what what Gideon's real plan is. Well, this has already got people like Nerdist and people theorizing that this is going to be the tie to the sequel trilogy, um, the cloning process, and how basically how the first order came to power in such a quick time. We're only five, five years removed from force awakens, right? Uh, we're right. five years removed from return of the Jedi. So 25 from, years from force awakens, which is not a lot of time for something as powerful as what we saw the first order to be, mm-hmm. um, to come to power. So either the new Republic fails miserably, which yes, we, we saw that, um, or something spooky and magical happens, and it's kind of what we're heading towards. Yeah. Well, I think we, as we go forward, we know going into uh, Force Awakens that no longer the clones are, are part of it because now you have Finn, you have different. There's new actual actual people in these in the armor, which where they, you they do recruited. Know. They've recruited to to the cause. Right. You know what I'm saying? The first order is different than the stormtroopers we see right. in right. in a new hope or uh, empire return today, which those aren't clones either. Right. They went to an academy and all that stuff. That's what Luke wants to go to the academy, which it's unclear which academy. No. <laughs> Luke wants to go to the pilots. See, that's the difference. A lot of people seem to think that the ground troops are the same as the pilots. I, th- I I think it's different. I think the ground troops are the clones, but then your pilots are those guys you bring in with a conscience. These are the new, this is actual people. You're saying TIE fighters are just normal dudes? Yeah. I think the stormtroopers, the stormtroopers are to be from the, uh, the clones, while the TIE fighters and the pilots and stuff, the pilots of the TIE fighters, pilots of the, you know, the Star Destroyers and all that, those are actual, actual people. All right, I would like to pause for a moment as I introduce an episode of I'm Actually with Kyle Krause. Go ahead, Kyle. So in Solo, Han wanted to be a pilot. He first went, when he first went on, uh, signed up with the Empire, he was a ground trooper first. 
albeit not a stormtrooper. But, I mean, he did want to go into the Imperial Navy Academy, which Luke did want to do, because that's where Biggs went. But he went to the Rebellion side. And actually, in a episode of Rebels, they do meet up with Biggs and Wedge from the Imperial Academy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name goes undercover there? Uh, Ezra. Ezra. Ezra Miller, The Flash. Um so I would debunk I would debunk that slightly because Han goes to a shitty assignment. You're not going to send your, your your big troops into this mud ball where they were. It was like you're just fighting off nothing. Han and much like Finn were reduced to bit players of the Empire. They were not right. deemed fit to be anything more than the janitorial service or a grunt, uh, which. A jarhead, basically, is what Solo was. He's getting on the front line. No disrespect to the military. No, 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 no. Yes. None, of course, none, of course. No, no, no. They call themselves that, right? That's not derogatory. No, no, no. They do, My, and yeah. if they don't, uh, we do apologize. Yeah, I don't mean any offense by it. You guys are way braver than me. Um, but basically, Han was meant to absorb bullets on the front line or laser, laser blasts. Uh, so chapter 13 releases this Friday, Black Friday, which uh, is set to be written and directed by our man uh, on the inside, what we could call him, right? Right. He's our, yeah. If he's directing and writing it, we understand there's some tender love and care involved. Uh, Dave Filoni um, is behind the next episode. Um, and it was at one point, this might be a spoiler, it was at one point being called The Jedi but it has since been erased from existence as being called the Jedi anywhere I looked for episode titles. They've all erased mm-hmm. it. Um, I think we're all being very hopeful that it's about Ahsoka Tano. He finally meets Ahsoka Tano. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I do believe, uh, and you posed this question to, I think, me or Twitter. I can't remember. I posed it to Twitter. We'll go ahead and pose it now for, for all of us here. Um, I mean, they're still in the spoiler sections. Um do you think that we are going to get Captain Rex or Boba Fett again before the season ends? Because why would that actor just come back for that quick five seconds? There has to be something else in play. He could, he could become, he could, he could be with, with Ahsoka as Rex on that planet or Boba gets off uh, Tatooine and hunts down Mando and finds his armor. Tom, do you want to take a stab? I think we're going to see Ashoka first, and I don't. I don't even know we're going to see uh, him again. I Maybe mean, not till the finale, because that was just a that was a, a simple nod where he turned and walked away. He at, at right now at this point he is not detrimental to the story, so I think he'll be a maybe a teaser in the finale. That's what I think. Um, I think we have a better chance of seeing both of them than we do of seeing Bo-Katan again. Uh, this oh, yeah. Season. I think we're setting up for season three uh, and more, or that was a setup for a maybe a Bo-Katan spinoff uh, where she's trying to rebuild mm-hmm. Mandalore. Uh, she's obviously going to come back. She's looking for the Darksaber. That's part of this show. Um, that's part of our characters that we've met, like Moff Gideon. Um, so it's key that there's going to be a showdown there. 
maybe we tease up the showdown going into next season. Um, like, okay, we've, we've solved this. The child is, we've got a Sokotano with us now. Uh, who knows if she's staying with them or not. Maybe she spins off and we get a Sokotano with the child. We don't know. This could be the end for Sokotano because she does die before Rise of Skywalker, as far as we know. Because she is a as far ghost. As, we, as far as we know. The ghost voice at that point. Uh-huh. Um, whether they can, that's another new Star Wars Jedi trick that they make up in the sequel trilogy. Who knows? Where we're just making abilities of, like being able to we can face. we can ghost, ghost talk. Yeah, I'm not really dead. I'm yeah, just, uh, ghost time. Uh, yeah, ghost time. Yeah, force force time. Um, was well, just so weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I do believe we'll see Boba Fett again before the end of the season, and I feel like it'll be much like we saw him tracking Han from a distance. We won't. He won't confront. If he confronts the Mandalorian, that's how the season ends. It's a showdown type of thing, and then whoosh, we get credits. Um, we'll see. It's exciting. Um, what? Are we, how many episodes we got left? Uh, four. Uh, five. Five. Four. Including, well, five including four. Friday. Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Four including Friday. My bad. Um, I did a little brief thing here of what we were watching and stuff. I watched the holiday, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. I enjoyed that thoroughly. That was a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> Don't look for it to be like canon and stuff like that. It's just a, it's a Lego movie. It was it was a good time. I swear that's Daisy Ridley's voice. The rest don't sound like any of the other characters. <laughs> I did look up. It is not Daisy Ridley, but it is Billy D. Williams. I did know that. I did know that. Uh, what does the Emperor say every time he shocks him? Electro Wechi or something like that. It's just something crazy. Yeah, something. It's it's freaking hilarious. Um, I love the way they characterize the Emperor in all these these things like what my chicken in this. Um, but yeah, highly recommend that you can watch that with, it's a life day and that's kind of a, a parody of the holiday special kind of, they talk about life day and these stupid snacks that Poe Dameron needs to have. Um, and they bring back, uh, Zori. She's, she's great. And it's just a time travel story. That's a lot of fun that they, you know, are able to wipe away. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and I've watched today uh, at work cause it was mostly a, a data entry day at work. As we close out the week, um, I watched Spaceballs. And, Always good to watch. Uh, last Always. night, as I was going to bed, I had an urge just for the ending. I watched all of Far From Home, Spider-Man, just to see the ending again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know this. That's cool. I don't remember staying through the credits of Into the Spider-Verse. But did you know there's a Spider-Man 2099 meeting Spider-Man from the 60s? Yep. And that's a, and it's Oscar Isaac. Is it? Spider-Man 2099, yeah. That's rad. It's a funny moment, and then they do the meme. Where they're mm-hmm. point, Don't point at me. That's rude. Don't point at me. You pointed at me first. You're still pointing at me. <laughs> it's a great moment. Check that out. Um, my favorite, though, is the, the montage where they're about to go invade Octavius. Uh, they play the music, and he's got, like, the cape on. He's like, no capes. <laughs> uh, great movie looking forward to the sequel um and then uh yes i uh i have been uh trying to play more gaming but right now if i'm being perfectly honest um i am unmotivated to do much of anything i get off work maybe it's the weather the time of the year but i just come home and want to go to bed like it's it's been rough and and i think a lot of it is i have depression so i suffer from that so it's it's that i'm not like don't get me wrong. I'm not upset or anything like that. I'm just 
reclusive and unmotivated and lacking energy to do things I want to do, like play tons of video games and stream and do this. Like I fell asleep and I'm like, I don't want to get up to do this. Thankfully Tom needed an extra hour. I could get motivated and get my, get my butt up. And um, plus my cat was being annoying. So I had to get up. Um, but like I, you know, I, I bought a new tuner for my guitar. I want to start playing guitar. I got it sitting right here. I got it. I can go up to my laptop and have an amp there and just go crazy. Learn some new songs by state champs. Like I want to do and maybe turn my Twitter into a guitar stream every once in a while where I learn a song while I'm and sing it poorly. Cause my voice sucks. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it doesn't suck. It's not great though. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving forward. Oh, one last question as we go around the room to answer what you've been watching or reading or whatever. Oh, and I just got the audiobook of Ready Player Two. Ready to dive into that. Um, answer your most recent pop. So mine would be, there's three of them, but I'll pick my favorite, Darth Revan. I got that off eBay for the same amount that it's worth on that Funko app. So I feel, I feel good about it. Um, who wants to go first? Kyle, Tom? <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. One was Christian Yelich. That I haven't really gotten any recently. Well, I'll say my second favorite then for you. Casey Jones. Casey. And under that helmet is CM Punk, in my opinion. Oh, it should be. He should have been cast, not Stephen Amell. I'll, granted, I like Stephen Amell, but I think Punk would have been cool. But he's, he was too old for that role. Tom? Uh, probably my latest. I'm Shadow Stormtrooper. It's probably my latest. Is that the glow-in-the-dark eyes? Uh, it's the, the black with the, the blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. I think the eyes are meant to go in the dark. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. I like it. Kyle, you've been watching, reading, playing? I have been watching Ruby with my girlfriend, the Rooster Teeth. Uh, well, it looks like I need to show. drop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we are starting um, season three um, shortly, uh, and there's seven seasons of that uh, on on home media. But there's an eighth season on the Rooster Teeth website, and then after that, maybe Supernatural, maybe The Vampire Diaries. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do that. All right, Tom. Uh, I really can't say I've been watching anything aside from uh, trying to catch up on Banshee. That's it. Banshee. And joining us now, he can tell us what he's been geeking out on, if there's anything. Uh, it's Patrick. Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, what do you, you been like binging anything, watching anything, catching up on anything? Yeah, we just watched Queen's Gambit, which was great. Love that one. Uh, we watched a show that's on Netflix that's from Russia called Gogol. G-O-G-O-L, and that's kind of in the same vein of, like, uh, it's almost like Russian's version of Edgar Allan Poe. It's a lot like uh, what you would think, um, it's almost a lot like Sleepy Hollow, kind of. Okay, okay. So that was pretty cool. And uh, what else are we watching? We've, I mean, we've been on lockdown since, like, March, so we've been watching a ton of stuff. Jen is way into Supernatural. She's like, I think, season eight now or something like that. Nice. That's all she watches. And, you, um, you caught up on Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. We're all caught up on Mandalorian. 
Love the Mandalorian. We we we're also watching this HBO show called The Undoing. Oh yeah, is that any good? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Nicole Kidman and uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. That's what I was thinking of. Honestly, I do I do want to watch that. Uh, there's a good uh, true crime documentary they're coming out with uh, murders on something Beach Street, I think, or uh, that's that's been pretty good so far. The son is investigating his mother's murder. Uh, so that's that's been pretty crazy. He's got an interview. Which one is that? Uh, murder on Beach Street, I think it's called. Uh, it's, oh, I saw that. That's the one where like the mom gets killed, right? Right, and the the son was 18 when it happened, and now he's researching it and. He's got to interview like his dad and his aunt and figure out if they had anything to do with it. It's crazy, and he and he's like a recovering drug addict too. <laughs> so, like the cops don't take him seriously when he's interviewing. And then there's a cat with a or a cat, a dog with a cone. He gets great reception. I bet. I bet. Conehead, my. <laughs> uh, we're just wrapping up, Jenny. Do you want to share what you've been binging? If it doesn't mesh with Pat, what Patrick just said. I'm on episode five of season eight of Supernatural, so making progress on that. Been watching a lot of Food Network again. Um, I can tell you, uh, without giving any spoilers away, that I loved the ending of Supernatural, the, f- the finale. Uh, I thought it was perfect. Uh, the LGBTQ community is not happy with the finale, so uh, there's a certain ship they were banking on for eight years that they got. I'll say half confirmation of. Is it about Charlie? No, I wish. I don't know how far you are, so I don't want to say I don't want to say what happens with Charlie as far as her romantic life. But Charlie, played by, um, uh, what's her name? Felicia Day. Felicia Day. Great character. Um, Entertainment Weekly totally spoiled the ending, so I know how it ends. I'm not going to say. Put it in their fucking headline. Did they really? Mm-hmm. You really should finish what you're eating before you talk. <laughs> oh, I started last night watching. Also, uh, somebody else told me about it. Norseman. Oh yeah, on, uh, on Netflix. Yeah. It's basically like uh, the Viking. What we do in the shadows. Very dry humor type show. You, it, it's it's okay. Uh, what's great about it is. Each up, there's only six episodes for three seasons. Like per season, there's six episodes, so you can probably get through it pretty quick. Okay, that's not bad. Um, all right, we're at the end of the the episode. You guys just jumped in on. We're gonna celebrate Thanksgiving with our little family here with adult beverages and Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving, yes, with no food. Well, hey, hi, money. Hi, money. provide your own food, I guess. I still got um, Topper's pizza. What did you get? wings, pepperoni sticks, and pepperoni and sausage pizza. All for 25 bucks. Real quick on a weird side note, that sounds amazing because all I want to do is fatty food right now. Um, But what I just gave him a bite of and I've been munching on since I got on, here's the weirdest like food science experiment ever. You take a date, you cut it open, fill it with peanut butter. Are you talking about cutting open a human or the date, the food item? The food item, not the little... I'm the only single one here, and I don't feel like going to jail for your quiz. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> a date with peanut butter and chocolate chips. 
and I use like the vegan chocolate chips, taste exactly like a Snickers bar. It's the weirdest thing ever. I saw it on on um, like a Facebook post, and I'm like, when I, we picked up groceries, I was like, I'll throw some dates in there. It's amazing. So, uh, real quick, I saw this list this announced this week. The next three hosts of SNL, uh, two of them I'm stoked for, and this is for December: Jason Bateman and Kristen Wiig. Those will be hilarious. Who is Timothy Chalamet? Timothy Chalamet is going to be. Of course, you know. Is going to be the head person of the Dune remake. Yeah, he's going to be in Dune. He was. Uh, he's in that movie, The King, which is actually really good. If you want to see a good movie on Netflix, I'll just say King. he was also in. He also got Robert Pattinson in it. Great Or as I call him, Pattinson. Pattinson, that's what I call him too. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, wow. yeah, he, he's like the he's like the new hot thing. That okay. Timothy. He Shaw. was in Lady Bird. Never. Heard of yep. Little Kyle. Women. Kyle, put put your phone down. If you're gonna cite your phone. We don't want to see that. Yes, for the listener. Kyle is not <laughs> citing these off his memory. No. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. Um, he was also in Interstellar. I did know that. I did actually just read that just now. Um, all right. Those are really dreamy. Yeah, I know women love this Timothy Chalamet punk. <laughs> and I learned that from John Mulaney's stand-up. His wife is, like, obsessed with her. Um, all right. That's going to do it this week. Next week, we'll have more Jenny, maybe some more Patrick. We'll see how the schedule goes. Uh, anything, any last words before we hang up and get drunk? Everybody uh, have, a, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's I'm halfway through Ready Player Two. Nice. Let's do that real quick. What we're thankful for in 2020. I want positivity, not doom and gloom. Kyle, you're first. Still having a job? That's good. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's No, it's not, but I, I mean I feel bad for saying for the people who don't. No. I mean you're one of the lucky ones. Don't get don't don't ever be ashamed to be blessed to be employed for sure. Um Patrick. Uh definitely I feel thankful for being able to work and stay safe this entire time. There you go. Yeah. Uh in a more thickly populated place than any of us live. Um we'll jump screens to top. I'm thankful for my job, my family, and my friends. Hey, look at that. Threw us in there. Or your other friends, your real friends. No, you're my real friends. (laughs) All right, Jenny? Uh, I'm thankful for all the people that are awesome in my life. And that even though we're stuck in the house, today is day 259. I've been able to catch up on all those shows. You know, like back in the day, we're like, I just wish I can have like a day where I can just lay on the couch and watch TV. Well, I've had 259 of those days. So I can go through eight and a half seasons of Supernatural, um, the entire Wired collection. Um, you know, yeah, I, I've got this TV thing down pat. So I'm grateful for all the creators that make new shit. Is <laughs> I feel bad saying I wish I had gotten laid off at least a little bit so I could do some of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very blessed. I have two jobs that did not go into any kind of quarantine. They all were considered frontline employees or you know whatever they, whatever they want to call them. essential workers. Yes, I, I, I'm sorry. I still don't see a restaurant person being essential. That is a luxury. Um, grocery stores are essential, I think. But this is my. I opinion. don't. 
I don't see a, a, a warehouse that sells or distributes glassware to bars as essential. True. Especially now. Right, right. Um, and but, I, my other again, job is, Have a job. My day job is an office manager for a lawn care company, which is even less of a essential. But, <laughs> but I, hey, if they want to spend their money that way, I'll, I'll do the job. So I'm very thankful to have that job. I'm thankful that the people that I know that have gotten COVID have recovered. Um, and two months ago, I could say I didn't know anybody that had COVID. And as of now, I know a handful. My dad just got over it. Uh, my cousin that lives in the same house as my mother got over it. Um, so those are two big ones. And then I've had contact with three people that have had it and have fortunately tested negative so far. So I'm very happy that I've been able to stay healthy, stay employed, keep a roof over my head. And she walked away, but I'm very thankful that I pulled the trigger and adopted a cat. So, um, hopefully she's as happy as I am. I, I doubt it, but, uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, from our little family to yours, we're very thankful that you listen to us each week, talk about weird stuff. Um, um, and pretend to be experts, but we're not. You guys probably know more than we do. Uh, at least when we're talking about it, you do. Because I know when I listen to podcasts, I think I'm like screaming at my phone, like, it's this, it's this. And then when I have to talk about it, uh, my mind is empty. I can't remember the characters from my favorite show. It's the worst. Um, so, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. All things Atomic Geekdom on social media at Atomic Geekdom. And we'll be back next week. Say goodbye and happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye bye. I dare, <laughs> Tom. I dare you to eat one whole turkey tomorrow. Consider it done.